Welcome to Nkosi Sigalela, the new political series with me, your host, Nkudle Gonkosi. And like usual, today I'm not alone. I am with economist and activist and academic Umzwanele Nswanti. Umzwanele, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Comrade. Yeah, man. Nah, it's, it's, it's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. Uh, but good to see you. Um, just, just uh, do you mind telling us what, what, what you've been up to these days? I mean, I see you a lot on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, it's, it's it's interesting you're asking me what I've been up to on uh, these days, and more especially on Twitter because I think I've been uh, too much of a of an animal rights activist on Twitter lately. Really? Um, and um, but uh, I've just been doing work. I guess research is what I do mostly of the time and teaching and exam time now and marking um yeah and quite live a simple life than what people would think and how many of my daughter scores did you give there when you were marking i've not i've got marking now uh in in the office that's what i will be doing after this just 50 remember um, just 50 like re- it's not wrong to give someone re- remember that uh, the credibility <laughs> of the processes is important and uh, and, uh, and and while we support all students, <laughs> <laughs> this is funny, because now I support all students indeed. Yeah. Um, uh, while we support all students, we must always ensure quality okay. and credibility in the process. No, it's fine. It's yeah. fine. Uh, anyway, uh, Zoa, I hear now you are a vegan. Yeah. And how, 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 how's that change? <laughs> It's been. A, it's, I'll be honest. I, I I don't get it. It's it's been a it's been a good one. I must say. Um, I was telling Guli earlier that um, um, it's 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 a it's 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 a it's a life. And by Guli means the other. The Nguli. other Guli. Yeah, it's, 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 it's the it's the that guy. Yeah. yeah, it's the it's a lifestyle change, and um, it's a lot about spirituality. It's a lot about uh, uh, human rights and animal rights, and it's a lot about um, yeah. Uh, about those things and 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 it's a journey of learning as well and yeah. you are calmer spiritually you become a better person um emotionally you become a better person um you become such a learner and a good doer in life so yeah, yeah. it's an exciting thing to do no that's dope man. i think that's... everyone should be vegan by the way just saying uh, that's i think that's a fascist point but uh yeah i mean congratulations on the journey <laughs> Uh, I hope many of you who are listening here will desist in joining this community, Mzwa. But anyway, Mzwa, um, I think today I want us to talk about um, really what has been happening on the economic platform uh, of the country. Like I think over the last two weeks, we've seen um, a lot of movement when it comes to uh, your your economic policy uh, comments thereof. Um, discussions around uh, the Reserve Bank, its mandate, uh, and and whether or not there needs to be any change or any uh, addition to the mandate that the Reserve Bank uh, already has. But I think what has also been um, a bone of contention has been the ANC's attitude uh, towards uh, this whole uh, conversation. And I think we will talk about that uh, throughout the show of course uh but i think against this backdrop i mean it was very very important for us to sit down and i know we wanted to do it much earlier uh, as early as last week uh, but, but I, I think 
today we're here and yeah i'm, I'm looking forward to, to to some of the discussions so i think <coughs> first of all um i maybe for our listeners at home i'd want uh maybe a, a brief summary of what is the reserve bank's mandate as it stands now and if there are any uh, problems with the mandate as defined by the constitution okay uh, yeah um i i think that um it's good that uh uh, uh is having this meet uh, this this discussion and particularly because i'm saying this because i think there's two uh, uh types of people that are having the conversation um it's the book smart individuals and it's the activists yeah. that are having the conversation. Um, and it becomes a bit difficult because they're clearly not hearing each other. Yeah. Okay. Um, but as things currently stand, you have got the Reserve Bank of South Africa, which is particularly uh, uh, responsible for the monetary policy of the, of, yeah. of, of, of the country. And its mandate is that of inflation targeting in the interest of economic growth. So I, I, I just want to then reiterate or rather explain what they, it truly means, and not what it normally is 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 is, is yeah, being said yeah, to yeah. us. Um, these guys, all that they are really concerned about is to protect prices, so yeah. what they would call price stability, um, that keep the prices as low as possible, or protect the value of the currency. Yeah. That you must still be able to buy um, the same bread you bought yesterday today. Yeah. Um, that's basically what the guys are, are, are doing now. Um, and the discussion that we're, we're having in the country is, 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 is a good and a necessary one because it's just basically a lot of activists that are saying that let's reimagine how monetary policy uh, is formulated and um, the mandate, therefore, of, of what would become our Reserve Bank. And um, we're fighting about that. That's why we're here. Yeah. And would you say there are current limitations to the mandate that's given to the reserve bank and that those limitations in a way affect negatively our ability to to grow the economy yeah that's that's a very good question because um what you have in any economy you've got two instruments which uh i I, I would say you've got the fiscal policy and you've got the monetary policy um, and this should never be imagined uh, uh, separable or in, in separate from each other. Yeah. They should always be viewed as one because they are always effective when they are conducted in, in one. Yeah. Um, but what we have in South Africa is a situation where you've got fiscal policy running its freeway there, you've got monetary policy running its, its, its course there. So to come back then um, to your question is to then say that the limitations of the current monetary policy in the country and the mandate of the Reserve Bank is that it does not seem to be supporting the developmental mandate that fiscal policy seeks to be uh, yeah. um, um, uh, supporting. Then the contention now is to how do we get monetary policy as well to be in support of the developmental project that the country seeks um, moving forward. For instance, 
um, when these two uh, policy, uh, policies come together, they should address what we call the macroeconomic outlook. Yeah. So they should address inflation, price stability, they should address employment vis-a-vis -vis unemployment, they should address economic growth, they should address balance of payment, and they should address inequality. Um, and then what, of course, you, you and I would agree on is that you've been having fiscal policy trying to battle with the economic growth, inequality problems, employment problems, etc., etc. And you have, on the other side, the monetary policy that is concerned about price stability only with the hope that we'll do this in the environment where the government has created a sustainable economic growth. So now the limitations are that this framework that monetary policy is currently working on does not help the other macroeconomic variables bite. Like it doesn't help unemployment. It's not helping much with economic growth. It's not helping much with inequality. It's not helping much with balance of payments. So that's why then the other uh, activists mostly are saying, let's reimagine it such that it, it begins to bite on the other macroeconomic variables yeah, yeah, that yeah. we need as well. And then what do you... How do you respond to people who are saying, look, we, we, we hear all this fancy stuff. Yeah. We hear people talking about monetary policy versus fiscal policy and uh, macroeconomic uh, plans and, and all those uh, words. And people say to you, but now let's bring it back to practical terms. What do we want the Reserve Bank to do? if we were to give it uh, an extraordinary uh, uh, mandate, what, what, what do we imagine the Reserve Bank to do that it's currently not doing right now? So we imagine them, the Reserve Bank to take a developmental stance. Approach, yeah. One, um, and it can do this by beginning to extend its mandate to, um, to target unemployment. Yeah. So we support this view that it must part of price stability, it must target unemployment as well. Um, and then it can do just like it did with inflation. So at this point in time, they make sure that inflation is between 3 and 6%. The ANC wishes that they do that. They also uh, do that with unemployment and, and uh, hit a target of between 14% and 20% of unemployment, which means eat up the, the, the about 8% that we have now because we're sitting on 28% yeah, unemployment. Yeah. So eat up that. Um, how do you do that as the Reserve Bank then? So you, you formulate that, then you have a target. Yeah. So you then can use all your monetary policy tools to achieve that. Um, and the monetary policy tools that you have is uh, interest rates and uh, you have got quantitative um, easing yeah. and money supply. So you can use this at your these tools at your disposal to, to see to it that you've got um, the unemployment within target and the economy is growing. And truth of the matter is that if you've got people employed, you are likely to have, um, 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 you are likely to have, what you call this, economic growth, yeah. you know. So, so that's what then we imagine them to do. So to a simple South African, a simple South African should be able to then support, to support, okay, okay, fine. So these guys are making sure that um, the prices are stable. They must also make sure that the unemployment is stable. They must use their, uh, their, their tools that they have, which is interest rates and quantitative easing and money supply to make sure that this happens. And then, I mean, the, there's some sections of society that then look at um, this whole narrative as somewhat an attack on the independence of the Reserve Bank to say that now this is going to be a very dangerous precedent to say 
if you now become flexible with the reserve bank and its mandate then it means you're defining the role of the reserve bank through uh, a political lens and now the problem with political lenses is that they change from time to time and now it creates this impression that the next government could then want to burden the reserve bank with some other uh, political financial uh, burden yeah um um i think this one is a fair point but like i think i said initially that you have the situation that the conversation is being had by activists and book smart people um now what it then means is that the idea of us saying that reimagine was saying that collectively south africans so the two groups of people in south africa must reimagine yeah. together um so the constitution of the republic reiterates that the uh, reserve bank will conduct its uh, its 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 mandate with the independence that it, uh, it's been given by the constitution without fear favor or prejudice and 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 i think the discussion is a bit different here on the monetary policy argument that uh, for instance the lehutla of the governing party came out with because at the very least what they said uh, in that lehutla they said that extend the mandate unlike what they said in nazrek where they said in fact, we are calling for nationalization yeah. because in this instance, at the very least, it, that outcome of the Lekhutla still protects the independence of the Reserve Bank. However, we're just saying expand the mandate, which for me, I then say that I think we should then all welcome that one with warm hands. And then the independence part of it, um, rather transferring the independence to nationalizing the, the, the Reserve Bank, there I think we would fight a lot. And I think it's good that we don't tap there in the meantime but i think the expansion of the mandate is 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 in the best interest of everyone in the country but uh, but 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 uh the in because it, it will protect the independence of the reserve bank and the reserve bank will continue to be uh, uh, as independent and perform its, its 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 roles independently of any political interference it is not in the best interest of the reserve bank to continue with the current mandate yeah neither is it in the best interest of the south africans but so it's a different conversation the expansion of the mandate and the uh, independence or nationalization of the Reserve Bank, they are different conversation. And the, the, the expansion is something that most uh, Reserve Banks have done in the world. So uh, we, we would definitely not be unique. Most Reserve Banks would have a dual mandate. So it would be something just exciting to do as South Africans as yeah. well. But the, uh, the, the, the tempering with the independence of it, I think we will, we will have that part as, 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 as a serious point of of political interference and um, I think it's a dangerous territory for us to tap into that of questioning the nationalization of the Reserve Bank. However, the book smart co colleagues of ours, I, I, I said that um, when they speak against nationalization of the Reserve Bank, they also not fair in the conversation because what you probably want to educate everyone and let everyone understand is that the people that are calling for the nationalization of the reserve bank are not necessarily calling for the nationalization of the reserve bank but they want a developmental bank in the country yeah so a state-owned one um then have that you see so there's nice these comrades of 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 of, of against the uh, the nationalization could nicely come up with the arguments of okay cool well let's establish a developmental bank state-owned that is going to make the resources possible 
to develop the economy yeah. because the Reserve Bank is not doing that. Now the Congress are saying that no, 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 we want the Reserve Bank to do that. We want the Reserve Bank to make the, pro uh, the resources available for developmental projects. But perhaps you don't want the Reserve Bank in particular, you want a state bank. Yeah. yeah. And I think part of the fears, especially around some of the tools that are available to the Reserve Bank, such as your quantitative easing, yeah. is that now essentially you're asking the reserve bank to plow money back into the south african economy uh you're asking the reserve bank to for example cut interest rates or do do many many other things that are well within their realm right now the fear then says because you have a group of people that have not acted in the best interest of the country in terms as far as economic policy is concerned now, it's as if you're also handing a very lethal and also important uh, tool mm. to the very same individuals to then manipulate uh, the use of all these instruments that the Reserve Bank has. Because I would imagine in a situation where you have a, a Reserve Bank that is nationalized, it would then mean that effectively the, the reserve bank has lost its independence and that it would it would it would act according to political principalities right so then how does it maybe ease people like me who are skeptical of the people that are calling for nationalization or calling for the broadening of mandate because we have seen from the past that people especially from the ANC NEC don't always have the clearest of intentions when they make policy pronouncements. Yeah, it's 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 a it's it's a difficult one, and and I missed the president as we're having this conversation last week because, in that case, you then need a president yeah. who's going to uh, 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 lead and provide us with more clarity and discussion as to what's the view from from the leader of the country and that of the organization. Um, Indeed, as things currently stand in South Africa, what you would have as, 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 uh, as, as in nationalizing the Reserve Bank would be taking away the independence of it. And I don't think that the intentions would be good yeah. in, 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 that, in that sense. So it's one of the good institutions that we currently have um, to protect the currency and to support developmental projects, which is why I'm saying that the guys that are against the nationalization of the Reserve Bank should use a formation of the state bank as a scapegoat for themselves. Yeah. Um, because if they then change the discussion about the independence of the Reserve Bank to make it about a state development bank, it would it would it would move away the attention from them, but it would serve the purpose that the people want um, of funds to develop the economy. Um, and then therefore the people that calling for the nationalization of the Reserve Bank would not be able to tap into the resources that the Reserve Bank has, like quantitative easing, man, uh, interest rates, etc. And these things would be made available by the state bank, um, not acting as a Reserve Bank, yeah, not, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, the, but the, state bank, the state bank would be able to offer loans at low uh, interest rates. It would be able to. Uh, uh, um, um, uh, um, it, it, it would be able to offer loans at, the, at at low interest rates, which is particularly what I think we we need. And and then the the loans would be used for developmental projects. Um, so at this point in time, 
you not you don't have good intentions and this is why people are against the nationalization of the reserve bank but the people who are speaking against it are not having good enough reasons why it must not be nationalized yeah and i think maybe the the skepticism comes from this position that says look from a, an ownership point of view there isn't much that you can do with the reserve bank if you owned all the shares or if you own 50 percent of the shares there isn't much from a shareholding point of view that you can do to influence the functioning of the reserve bank because the mandate the policy is set by the constitution by the executive you know and 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 i think president mbeki was 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 on was on record saying that okay you're going to own the reserve bank and then what you know um but i think maybe similar to what you're saying that the danger again is what are the intentions right like because i think some of some some of the views out there that look it seems as if the reserve bank is being made a scapegoat to say that it's solely responsible for all our economic misfortunes as a country and that is not true um but I, 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 I don't know if you want to maybe walk us into some of the factors that make it so difficult for us to grow our economy. Okay. Um, so, so, so it, uh, uh, number one, it's, I, I, I don't think the argument uh, uh, that the Reserve Bank is being used as a scapegoat is, 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 is valid. On the basis that, like I said initially, monetary policy must support fiscal policy. Yeah. They must support each other for greater uh, macroeconomic stability and outlook, period. Um, but some of the things that are making the economy difficult to grow is demand factors um, in, in, in South Africa. What I, what, we, what I mean by demand factors in South Africa, we've got an economy that has not been able to alter its structural uh, ownership. And you have got an economy that has got high inequality and high unemployment rate. And these factors then mean that people cannot demand much from the economy. Because what you need to have in the economy is that if there's demand to bite, so excess supply, that's what we have here. We've got a lot of people that are unemployed. We can't uh, put them in work. We've got resources. We can't put them into work. So what do you need? You need these things to be done cheaply. Yeah. Um, in the best ways possible, which is why you need the support of the of the Reserve Bank, and that's why you need the support of the of the of of, of, of government. So you are never going to be able to then eradicate um, um, the low economic growth without changing the structure of the economy such that it becomes demand oriented. So we are able to then say that. Um, we are able to manufacture things at low costs and sell them abroad. We are able to manufacture things at home and we enjoy them because at this point in time we don't enjoy amakunya, we enjoy pizza. At this point in time we don't enjoy um, umpa or from the Eastern Cape we enjoy H&M shirts, etc. Um, so we need to change that uh, that structure of the economy and 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 this is this is simple. If you had consensus from the monetary policy. Uh, committee as well as the fiscal policy committee guys that okay fine let's make funds available to alter the, uh, the, the the structure of the economy such that it becomes demand oriented yeah and at this point in time we've got excess of everything that is not being 
um, utilized in the economy and, and would say let's stop that let's turn around the economy so that's what you need so you need you need the you need the monetary policy and the fiscal policy to say okay cool we're going to target that and that and that and that because this and that and that and that will structurally alter the how yeah. the economy is is, is 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 going and then you become competitive in the global market as well the reason why we are not able to grow is because while we're a small economy I mean, we're a small, small country in the south of Africa. We're small. Why that economy is small? It's be making it even more difficult for it to be competitive. And it's becoming more difficult for it because you have a bunch of people that are sitting whose resources are not being utilized because you've got the monetary policy and the fiscal policy fighting instead of making resources available to put these people into work. And then I, I think... For some of the problems now moving away from uh, the, 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 the Reserve Bank yeah. and so on, but to move to a more realistic point of view that as a layman I can relate to. Um, there are some who are also in, in our country who are also disappointed with how the fiscal policy outlook has been for them. Right? To say that the poor poor policy, poor planning, poor execution, uh, corruption and so forth from a fiscal point of view has also led to the current situation that, 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 we're, that we're seeing where you have a cash-strapped government and where you have a highly taxed uh, population, class, you yeah. know. And, yeah. and, and this is particularly why then people are saying that the Reserve Bank is being used as a scapegoat because the politicians are running away from taking responsibility. And that point is fair and valid. Um, 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 but, 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 but I think that the major problem has been with fiscal policy formulation, execution, etc. Um, has been uh, nothing other than Corruption and and uncertainty in in policy framework. Yeah. Um. And and the governing or the government has been terrible at communicating its policies. I mean, we had about a six-year period of radical economic transformation where no one was being told about it. There's no document on it, yeah. you know. Uh. But it was a rhetoric for a good number of years. Yeah. 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 You know. Uh, um. 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 So so that on its own is bringing uncertainty yeah. and people then saw it just as being a rhetoric for corruption etc uh, but maybe I'm naive but I don't want to believe that fiscal I think we're where we are today because fiscal policy has been carrying us yeah I want to believe that I want to believe that and uh, and 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 the sad thing about our situations is because we probably sometimes speak from a point of privilege yeah um, uh, uh, but when you go to the the the, the for second parts of this country you 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 i mean i was in the eastern cape last week uh and the rural of the rurals and i'm not praising the yeah. government has got electricity water and toilets and 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 um to water electricity and, and 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 sanitation yeah um and of course they're not in the best forms like sanitation is not yeah, yeah, in, yeah. in the in the best forms um so they have rolled out a lot of things, the HIV uh, prevention programs, ARVs, they've done a lot on terms of trying to develop the economy. They've, you have got more people in the middle class, yes we're struggling, yeah. <laughs> but we're there. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And they've made funds available for education, so more people are going to school 
more than ever before, you know, in, in, in this country than they did before. Um, I, I think we're struggling particularly because um, the two policies are not working together to make the financial markets in particular protect all South African citizens yeah. in, 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 in particular. So you've got a brutal financial market system in the country um, whose hands, of course, uh, is, is those of the, the, uh, West. the West. And and, and and the government has done nothing about that. Yeah. And I think in, 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 in from a layman's perspective, and what you're saying is that there needs to be a more... Uh, unified voice between the fiscal and the monetary uh, policy framework uh, in the country right and 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 as a skeptic as a natural skeptic my my, my concern is this and and I think it, it's, it's going to be consistent with with what we've been talking about that now the problem that the country also faces is that, it does not seem as if there is one center of power, especially where governance and specifically economic policy is concerned, that the fear is you have in a utopian society where monetary policy, monetary policy and fiscal policy are working in tandem, and here's an ANC, uh, I don't know, branch member or whatever, you know, and the, the the nature of comments that are out there that are at play, uh, I, I I don't specifically think that they're helping. You, you you know you know what the problem is here. We've got ill-disciplined politics here yeah. in the country. That's what we have. You've got ill-disciplined politics, and um, and and what has resulted in that is the past. Uh, good 12 years of, of leadership, the destruction that happened moving to 2007 yeah. and what has been the case since then. Presidents, terrible, terrible presidents that we have set there. So you've got ill-disciplined politics. I'm saying this because um, the, the policy uncertainty is only coming from deployees of the ANC. The policy uncertainty is coming from uh, comrades of the ANC. That's where it's coming yeah, from. Yeah. Now I'm saying this because, and 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 it's undermining to the processes of our democracy, because I'm saying this because you've got a situation where um, an organization goes to a conference, like any other organization, be the ANC, FDA, etc. They go to a conference. They get to the conference. They've got resolutions of the of the conference. Democratically, so they get presented in plenary. They get accepted and adopted, and they become resolutions which. The way we've all learned here is that we all support these decisions yeah. of the of the of the of the of the of the congress of the conference. You deploy Nguli to go and execute this policy in government, and when Nguli gets there in government, three months down the line, he tells you um, that in fact there's nothing such as that resolution that you have come up with, and we should never expect um, to do it. This interference, this political interference, yeah, yeah. etc. Now that's the that's 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 the major problem here. But the nice thing is that of course you've got maturing democracy where everyone is finding expression, etc. Um, but the ill discipline is destructive. It, it it distracts people from 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 doing what they meant to be doing. I'm saying so because, for instance, I said to comrades, you know, I like what um, uh, the deployees are doing, the Reserve Bank. 
the national treasury, yeah. because they are standing up for something they believe in. But you're not finding that in the politics. Yeah. You mm -hmm. cannot find someone in the political space, be the president, funny enough, the uh, advisors, the persons of, of portfolio committees, none of them have got a view that they are supporting and standing up for. But you've got the guys in government up in arms defending yeah. their, their, their views and interests. So, so, so you, you need that unifying voice from, I, I suppose, a leader who, in our case, should be the president, who then deals with the ill-discipline. And there must be recourse for comrades who are not executing um, mandates of the organization. And there must be uh, a recourse for comrades who speak out of line. And I'm not saying I'm supporting the resolutions. No, no, yeah, no. I'm yeah. not saying I'm supporting that. I'm saying that when you have a resolution, whatever it is, there must be, uh, uh, there must be, there must be um, what you so call formal understanding from everyone that this is what we have. But I think the fear also is that you look at the ANC factional politics at play and people, I think rightly so, are afraid that it's no longer a contestation of ideas to say um, whether or not we increase the, the mandate or we nationalize or, or whatever, but it, it's, it's more of a, we want to oppose these ones and these ones want to then answer uh, to, to, to what these ones have been It would be sad to have old people play petty things like yeah, but, that. Yeah, but and, and, and the sad thing is that you have old people who are, pay, who are playing all these games, but at, at this rate or in, in this context, it's about the future of this country, our economic policy, you know? Uh, and it, it, it doesn't feel as if the ANC itself knows definitely what it's saying or it's communicating to to the public and like you said it doesn't help when you have a president that is just allowing all these things uh, to play out because in another situation in another context you could look at this as a the executive branch of the government is being rebellious to the instructions of uh, or the instructions that were given by the national conference of 20 of 2017 now I think that gives those that are in support of the Secretary General of the ANC, Makashule, uh, in his articulation uh, that no, in fact, he is the more correct one because he's just merely articulating one, the ANC position from 2017 in Nasrik, the ANC position uh, from the NEC Lekhotla, and then you have the likes of Tito, uh, the likes of uh, Enoch, uh, who, 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 if I'm not mistaken, form part of the executive, and they say, no, uh, and, and uh, do you not think maybe it could be construed as the executive branch saying, we have a completely different interpretation to what the ANC uh, and its NEC uh, and its branches uh, are thinking? Uh, I don't think it's, an, it's, 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 it's a different interpretation. I don't think any of us interpret it differently. And uh the, the the funny thing is that when you read it the resolutions they are so clear yeah so there is no uh misunderstanding about what they mean um but i think and i, I began we began our conversation um nicely by saying i i think there's hypocrisy in and we're not having the conversations honestly yeah because um 
The only fear from implementing these resolutions, like extending of the, of the mandate of the Reserve Bank, is what South Africa has been made to believe that they are admirers of South Africa, who wants to bring money to South Africa. Yeah. Um, but just wanted to be sure that you guys know your story. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, and no one knows about these admirers of South Africa. Mm -hmm. But all South Africans have been made to believe that we've got secret admirers who uh, want to give us a lot of money, but uh, we can't keep quiet. Yeah. We need to keep quiet. So um, we need to ponder into that as to um, whether indeed there exist secret admirers and whether we do need them. Because remember that when you've got a secret admirer who, who, who doesn't seem to really admire you that much to come to you, yeah. then they're probably not good of an admirer. Then you are left with yourself now, which is the case, I think, in South Africa. We really, all we have is ourselves. Um, and the sooner we get together to resolve um, um, the matters we have insofar as policies is concerned, we would be would be would be fine. And another thing to add, um, Guli, is to say, since the dawn of dawn of democracy, we've been somehow using these neoliberal policies. Yeah. Um, we've remained. It's been twenty five years now with the same mandate of the Reserve Bank. Yes, we've tilted the bracket of inflation, but it's been the same. Um, we've been stagnant, Chana. The economy has not been growing for yeah. the past 25 years. And this is an anomaly for all the economies in the world. Developing economies in the world have been booming in the last 50 years. You know, and we in South Africa have not been doing that. Do comrades not think, do diplomats not think at go in government, think that it's time to reimagine, because that's what we're saying, yeah. reimagine the policies. But I think it's quite interesting that you're talking about reimagination of uh, the politics uh, and the reimagination of, of, of policy. But there are some that are saying the country is in itself not having the real conversation. Because you look at the message that was communicated throughout the, the election period was jobs, uh, what, less crime, uh, so forth and so on, more opportunities, and whatever that means the phrase more opportunities but i think there was few room or there's still few room in how south african politics are structured for us to actually say what is south africa's economic policy of course um, and i know that economists can de can define it at ease what our economic policy is from rtp gears no no no, 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 no no we can define what it was yeah at this point in time we can't define what it is because yes. um um we can talk about what it should be which is i think is the conversation that we're having me and you yeah. um everyone else is having as well out there on on what it should be so we don't have an economic policy set um at this point in time um the president tries to pull national development programs yeah yeah, yeah. but no one cares about that document it, it's not relevant no one is interested in it and quite interestingly no one even talks about the no, ndp anymore. no 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 uh, i know some will want to argue that the ndp is a is a, is a guiding document yeah others want to to, to insist that it's, it's actually it's meant is an a, economic policy yeah, it's yeah, meant to yeah, be an yeah, economic yeah. policy um um and it's not happening you know so and 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 Jay-Z in his last terms tried to say we must have radical economic transformation yeah. as an economic policy. Uh, but there uh, was no, you, you, you can't really say that during Jacob Zuma's uh, presidency there was 
any radical economic departure. In fact, uh, in fact, in fact, I was having uh, uh, the conversation yesterday because I've just been having the thoughts recently, literally, yeah. that uh, there's hypocrisy in 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 in, in politics, and and maybe not to divert a lot from our conversation yeah, that yeah, we're yeah. having here about the economic policy of the country. But of course, the politics inform a lot of the of, 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 of what happens in the economy. But there has been hypocrisy in so far as the economic policy is concerned in the country. Because when we took the neoliberal policies in, in, in 1994, I think you would agree with me, Comrades adopted those policies or rather accepted it from the IMF on the basis that we had not let go of our socialist views yeah. on the economy. And that, there was, a, a, there was an argument at the end that there would be a second transition. Yeah, yeah. I, rem uh, I remember that chat about the second transition. Yes, yeah, the, yeah, that, yeah. that there would be a second transition. And I think we've been dishonest in the past 11 years. And yeah. I think the comrades were trying to move us into the second transition. And the comrades who have then said that, no, 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 we're not going to then adopt those socialist views. We must never, ever even think about them again. Yeah. You know? And I think Tito, in fact, made that point in his recent tweets where it's like, nonsense. He said, nonsense. There's nothing such as that. You get what I mean? Yeah. Um, but there was an understanding in Congress that would actually, after a while, go back to our socialist ideas, which would mean nationalize the reserve bank, yeah. state institutions, state-owned enterprises, you know, all of, all of those things, which I think the last administration was trying to do in terms of uh, 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 economic policy, but it was not communicated, yeah. and that's that, that's why the problem is. And um, and, and 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 perhaps um, as all South Africans, we should rally against a certain economic policy. We need one. Yeah, but but do you think maybe neoliberalism, as defined by the ANC politics? Uh, still has room in, in our economic policy because it would seem as if how neoliberal policies are, well, how neoliberalism itself is defined in South Africa is that you say, the proponents of it will say, well, it's important before we do anything to make sure that the economy is stable, to make sure that we can still conduct our day-to-day -day business uh, and that if we're ever going to do a socialist uh, uh, revolution, revolution whatever it must happen from the uh, backdrop of a very strong economy so let's build the, the economy first mm -hmm. and then everything else will be resultant of a strong economy and then those who are saying that the government is, 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 is neoliberal and, it's, 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 and, and that's a very wrong thing will say to you that while strengthening that economy it's preserving the status quo uh, that the rich become richer, sure. uh, poor become poorer, uh, and that, for example, you look here in Johannesburg. So, uh, I mean, when 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 Park Star came up with this thing of putting bicycle lanes, people were saying, uh, "No, you can't build bicycle lanes when people are still homeless in 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 um, in, in in Alexandra." So, I think, how do we then? build a, an economy that is strong, effective and competitive and that it also has a sense of social justice to it, that we are able to redistribute wealth, we're able to meet our social spending uh, requirements. Yeah. Um, the, the, the destruction came 
in 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 the early 2000s uh, going to 2007 um i'm saying so because we want to believe that uh, the gear policies were meant for that yeah they were meant to grow the economy and redistribute it um, and you never got to the distribution stage. In fact, if there's yeah. anything that happened, companies are redistributed among themselves, yeah, yeah, the economy, yeah, yeah. and they gave each other all the money, and it never went to the people. Um, but on what you are saying, there's no answer, because politicians and, uh, and bureaucrats will tell you that there's competing needs. Um, which I think is an argument, fair one, nice. Yeah, yeah, have. Yeah. While you want to build in Alex, there's ones that need roads, yeah, and yeah. there's ones that need ARVs, there's ones that need their fees to be paid, etc., etc. What you just really genuinely need is to define an enemy, be it unemployment, be it homelessness, yeah. be it education, be it health, and you fight it to the nail. That's what's missing in this government. Zwa, uh, on that note, uh, thank you so much. Uh, for your analysis, your honest and robust analysis today. Um, I think you're correct. Uh, economic policy, monetary policy, whatever, whoever is correct within that, 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 framework. that framework, you know. Uh, I don't think it's for us in this podcast to say who's right, who's not wrong, but I think we would hope that uh, the people that are leading this conversation are, are open. To reimagining, and then most importantly, they're patriotic yes. uh, about about the needs in of, the pursuit yeah, of their yeah, self-interest. Yeah, yeah. They think about that greater societal benefit. Yeah, and uh, just in closing, um, I think what maybe the conversation we we we're not having is is that the people in South Africa are, are growing impatient with our economic realities and i don't know if uh, from your feeling uh, if there's any appreciation from government and functionaries and political parties that people are running out of patience i think i think thanks for for having me um but in closing i think that um the political organizations have gotten the the, the information um, they're trying to act. Yeah. Um, whether or not the comrades in government understand, I don't know. I don't think so. I uh, I think they are still uh, naive, reluctant, and um, they don't want to see things as they are. Which is why it's important for them to be open to the conversation. And. On that, we will wrap up. Uh, thank you for tuning in today. Uh, this was another episode of Nkosi Sigalela, your new favorite political uh, podcast uh, with my guest, Umzwanele. And you can interact with me on my Twitter handle, at Kenguli. And you can hear more on what Mzwa has to say on his TL. Mzwa, your Twitter <laughs> handle? At Mzwa underscore I. And just like that, we out of here, man. Thank you very much.